three premiere of Confederacy of Dunks with Kevin Dows and Freddie Rivas. Oh my God, here we are. Season three, Season guys. Premiere. Hi. Look at the smile on Freddie's face. Oh, how are you guys doing? <laughs> feeling great right now. Doing good. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. I'm Kevin Dows. I'm Freddie Rivas. It's going to be a fun year. We have a super special guest for the uh, first episode, so yeah. we're super excited about that. Good With start. us as always, we got our producer, Matt Duncan. Hi, guys. Did you have a good summer, Maddie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. I had a good summer and an early fall. And uh, Did you go to the cottage? Oh, yeah, I did the cottage a bunch, but I didn't. Did you fire off the air gun? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. I, I got a did. lot of air gun use this summer. That's Lots great. For sure, stuff yeah. Or... Not squirrels, just like cans, Not like filling you. cans with water. Don't oh, nice. You, yeah. So you got to watch the them. That's like... Yeah. Mm. Pretend the water's blood. I know that's that's so... dark. That's too dark. Guys, Matt's harmless. We're just kidding. Yeah, no, yeah, just can't. Just having having a laugh. Couldn't um, harm a squirrel if he tried. <laughs> we had a, we had a big guest for our for our first uh, first cast of the season here. It's, yep. uh, it's a Raptors big deal. Republic veteran. Yeah, uh, uh, co-host of All In Sports Talk. Um, we've been a fan of his for I'm going to say years. Mm-hmm. Um, reading his articles, listening to his podcasts. Uh, he's a doctor. Um, PhD, Steve. Steve Gennaro, we had him on the phone to talk the the early parts of the Raptor season. Let's uh, let's give that a listen. Yeah, let's throw it to him. All right, so we got on the line uh, Steve Gennaro from All In Sports Talk podcast, uh, aka PhD Steve, uh, Raptors Republic alumnus. Uh, the Doctor is in podcast. We're a big fan. Happy to have him. Steve, welcome. Hey, Freddie, Kevin, Matt, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I wanted to get on last season with you guys and scheduling. I made it a little difficult, but really glad that we were able to make some time this weekend uh, to have a chance to talk about the Raptors. Nice. Yeah, us too. Um, it's a good time to be talking the Raptors, obviously. Uh, off to a pretty solid 5-1 and one start. Uh, it's pretty excited. Are you, are you feeling more the 5 or are you feeling more the 1? Like, what's, uh, has it, Was it regression to the mean last night? Yeah, well, I think that uh, it would be unrealistic to, to expect this Raptors team to win 60 games. So certainly there was going <laughs> yeah. to be there were going to be some losses that were going to come. I think 50 is a realistic goal for this season, and you know, heading into the season, especially after you know we've seen growth under Casey mm-hmm. each of the last three seasons in the win total. So 50 was the minimum expectation I think the club should have had and the fans should have had. 55 I think is a realistic win total for this for this roster for this squad, and uh, the five and zero start is a, is a nice way to reflect that. We we know the schedule is going to get a little bit more difficult now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we see there's that big West Coast swing coming up, you know, where they're on the road. A lot of road games in the first half of the year for the Raptors. Yeah, there's so, a bunch. Yeah, so being able to bank, you know, wins early on, especially you know, away wins at, at Dallas and OKC. Those, yeah. You know, those, those are huge to get in the bank early on. So you got to be excited with those first five wins. You, you hate to lose in Orlando. That's a game you, you, know, you kind of want it, you want to get. Mm. But you know, you're, you're not going to win them all. And it, it was going to – there were some, some telling signs in those first five games that a game like this was coming. And yes. I think we just, of course, we just finally yeah. saw it. Couldn't yeah. agree more. It was sort of the letdown. Orlando's been playing people very tough. There were lots of signs in their first, first few games as well that they were going to – Come in and and you know shock someone eventually with what they did with OKC. Yep, and uh, and also yeah, just playing very well against everyone. And um, OT, but, OT in Houston. Yeah, OT in Houston as well. 
Um, I think something that I found super encouraging, even in the loss, was that it wasn't like the best I've ever seen, obviously, but we actually had uh, an out-of-timeout play to close out the game that saw DeMar get the ball like under the basket. Uh, uh, yeah, I was happy to see Dwayne Casey got a clipboard over the off season. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that, that's always a nice uh, a nice touch, you know. Is, is that uh, him or is that the, the, <laughs> the new assistants? I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> I, I think like, I, I've always thought it was like a team based thing because you know I, I, going going back and look at even some of the older coaches. If we think about Sam Mitchell, if we go even back to Lenny Wilkins, you know there there haven't been a lot of coaches along the way other than really than Butch Carter, uh, maybe that and Kevin O'Neill that were really for Raptors fans uh, guys who who got up the clipboard and drew up the the place. Butch True. Carter, by the way, was one of the best at it yeah uh, and, uh, and I, th- I think it's a huge advantage when you have when you have a coach like that i know if you talk to celtics fans or uh, or clippers fans they'll they speak uh, glowingly about doc rivers and one of the big reasons why is because you're just at such an advantage coming out on any time out of any timeout any out of any stoppage you know there's just there's there are several plays that they run and all of them have multiple looks a first look a second look a third look and all of those options you know generally result in a guy getting you know with within one to two steps a clean uh, a clean and open look at a basket and those th- you know if you're talking about six eight ten points a game that you're generating from nothing, uh, you know that 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 can be the swing and the difference to, to, to winning and losing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, and it was uh, it was pretty good because we saw you know Demar didn't go up with it unfortunately, but got it. Then you know he got the outlet, got to Damari who made a cut, who got it to Lowry who made a cut, and it was like you could see these options off a broken play were still almost you know almost happening. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think one of the downsides right now is just that the the, the shooting hasn't been solid. Yes. Just take a look at the team as a whole. You know, the Orlando game is a perfect example of it. You know, we, we I can give you the statistics, right? But I, just as a whole, they shot less than thirty five percent on the entire game. Yeah, uh, pretty rough. That was, yeah, yeah, that was hurt obviously by the first quarter and the way that they started yeah. the game. You know, certainly in the third quarter they came out swinging, but the fourth quarter they went a little cold again. And again, you know, if, if you're not going to shoot high percentage shots, you're going to have nights like that. But on but in, within the first five games that they were winning, the shooting. Um, still wasn't that great, in particular shooting from the three. So if we go back and look at each of those games from the three, starting with Indy, you know, Indy, they, they were seven for 18. That's only 39%. Um, you know, uh, if, if, we, if we keep moving our way down through there, they, they, they shot uh, 13 for, for, for 20 versus Milwaukee. Uh, they shot five for 17 versus Dallas. That's under 30% Oof, from yeah, the three. Ouch. You know, they shot five for 14 from the three against Oklahoma City. And I think you know, this is a team that likes that in the past uh, under Dwayne Casey has liked to shoot the three, mm-hmm. um, and we I, there was a hope that Damari Carroll coming in would maybe be, be a sort of mm-hmm. three and D type player as yeah. well. But where the team's strength has been in, in, in their five wins has actually been points in the paint. They've been beating teams up in points in the paint. In the in their five wins, uh, they 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 had the advantage in the points in the paint in every single game except the Boston game. The Boston game they were the Boston outscored them thirty eight thirty four. But if we look at the other games, guys, there's we, we're talking about complete dominance here. Is that 40, is that Jonas in in the paint? Is that is that the difference? More cowbell. I definitely think so. there's some more cowbell there. Like so, we have 46-20 against Indy, 52-44 against Milwaukee, 44-30 against Dallas, 56-36 against OKC. So it's interesting you say is that Jonas? I think part of it is that there's not a reliance. Uh, Lowry looks fit and healthy and fast, and him and DeRozan are 
are, are being more uh, aggressive to, to make sure that the shots that they're taking are closer to the basket. Yeah. That's, cer- that's certainly yeah. Sco- Scola, who is a high percentage shooter and likes to shoot from with, you know, just get some garbage points, cleaning things up around there. I'm and- loving Scola so fun. Oh, <laughs> it's so fun oh, to it's watch. It's been so fun having <laughs> that old guy. Yeah, yeah, he's great. You know, and we talked about him on, on my show and the doctors in many times as a guy we, we, wanted, we wanted the, the, the team to be targeting for many years. Just yeah. smart and professional mm-hmm. and just adds to the team. But to your point of more cowbell, I think you're absolutely right. You know, he's shooting, uh, Jonas is shooting 60% on, 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 on the season, uh, averaging 16 points per game in those first five wins. And I, what I want to say is in those first five wins, he got more than 10 shots mm-hmm. in, four, in four of the five. Yeah, and in he gets, Orlando, right? He only got, he got six. Last night. Was it six? Yeah, last, yeah, last night again. So they went under. And the Boston one is the other one. In Boston, he got six shots. He got two of six. You know, they, they won the Boston game, but again, they lost the points in the paint 38 34. Mm-hmm. And all the other games that the, so far this season, he's had more than 10 shots and more than 16 points. And he's just, he's really a load down there. We see, um, we see what, it, what it's like to have guys around him who can space the floor. And we're starting to see him sort of grow into the player that I think Brian Colangelo and the Raptors brass at the time envisioned that he could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he has—he—he's he, just a great low post player. I'm not he's upset starting about. Starting to pass a little bit better. Well, yeah. yeah. He, he has passing ability. You know, there there was some Sabonis comparisons to him when he was coming out at uh, at draft time. Just the idea that he he could give feed him the ball in the low yeah. post, even in the high post, and he can he can make uh, plays with with it with his hands, mm-hmm. not even using his feet to set other players up for some nice clean looks. Uh, Devats was another player you could you know for some of the, your older listeners who you know the Devats and Sabonis are just you know really uh, highly passers. Highly skilled you know, pass post players. Uh, what I want to say though about Jonas is, I'm not upset about the last second shot in in Orlando that that went to him. I was yeah, I was yeah. I was happy it ended up there. Yeah, I was too. You know, I saw on Twitter there's a bit of, a bit of negative feedback, but I feel like well, the part that I liked about it isn't that he took the shot or that he missed the shot or whether it was good or bad. What I liked is that with the game on the line, Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. felt comfortable giving the ball to yeah. Jonas. Do you see him that's even a, point at him when he did it too? Yeah. So that's a, that's a huge step I think in the growth of Jonas but also in this team because there's they got a big they got a, their own little sort of big 3 big 4 going yeah. on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with and we see the play of DeRozan looks good. Lowry, we got Jonas Carroll coming in. You know, DeRozan, Lowry and Jonas, all three guys are playing uh, you know basically 30 minutes a night right now with a PER over 21. So, you know, that's a big it's, reason why they won those first. Yeah, games. it's really refreshing to see them working <laughs> together. It's uh I'm I'm loving our closeout line with Carol and, and Corey Joseph in there. Yeah, jo- Corey Joseph, great signing. You know, what? really smart by Masai Ujiri. Uh, I know there's a lot of concern about how that signing would work, but we, when you know that Dwayne Casey likes to play those two point guards down down the stretch, we've seen it continually under Dwayne Casey. Mm-hmm. He likes to have a second ball handler in the backcourt. He likes to go with more veteran type players. You yeah. know, Corey Joseph is just such a huge upgrade over the John Salmons and the Lou Williams that we've seen play oh that gosh, role. Oh my gosh, yeah. Defensively sound, smart, intelligent, makes big buckets. Uh, you know, I, I, I really like him uh, in, in that particular setup right now for the yeah. Raptors, too. And, and he's had something of a veteran's journey already. Even he's three seasons in, you know, four seasons in, and he's been in the D-League. He's been in playoff runs. He's had to lead a team. He's won a championship. You know, he's done... A lot of a lot of stuff in a pretty short amount of time. He's played for Team Canada. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's a veteran within the Canada squad too. I, li- I like all of those elements that that you mentioned. I also think that again, adding players like Scola and Corey Joseph to your club, they br- they bring up the basketball IQ. Oh, big they time. Bring up- they bring up the professionalism, and they have just experience in winning games. Mm-hmm. And one of the things the Raptors, I feel, really missed in the last uh, playoff run was just this ability to sort of 
t- take it up a notch when the intensity uh, goes up a notch because there just there was not a, a there wasn't a set of experiences that all the guys could draw on or that mm-hmm. any of the guys really on that roster could draw on from when they had been there before and they had won before yeah. when they'd been in a tough spot and they had come back and they dug their way out of that we know with you know Joseph at the Spurs but also Scola not just with um, Indiana or Houston but you know Scola also with his uh, experience at the national level and playing oh, yeah. in South America upsetting you know, upsetting the states yeah, so we're talking we're talking about guys who who've been there, and that makes an enormous difference. And for a coach like Dwayne Casey, who likes his veterans and wants to lay on them, and really wants to give them a lot of minutes, it, it's adding more coaches to the floor. And I just think that the you know the turnovers are an issue. That's been a big issue in the mm-hmm. first five, five yeah, games. Yeah, pretty high so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first six games, even the first five wins. You know, they they're losing the turnover battle in every single game, and they've been fortunate, even though they're like you know, I think minus six, minus seven, basically in every game, that they're not all being converted into a high level of points. So that has to definitely change going forward uh, but hopefully when you have this type of professionalism on the court around you these types of players you're going to get uh, better plays higher basketball IQ less turnovers and then again opportunity to generate more points uh, higher offensive efficiency yeah absolutely and uh, and so you touched a bit on on the high IQ guys um, you know in the past we've uh, we on this pod have been uh, pretty unabashed Maasai boosters uh, and we've definitely listened to your cast in the past where you've been like, hold on again, man, you know, like, let's let's hold him accountable for what he's done and what he hasn't done. And um, so I'm just curious as to how you're feeling about uh, some some up and some down moves maybe from uh, Masai Ujiri over the last little bit with his signings, with the Ross extension uh, and things like that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like the Ross extension. I think that's a, I think that's a bad uh, a bad uh, move in my opinion. But yeah. you know, I understand the reason why. You know, it, it, when he comes out and and uh, you know scores six of his first seven shots against uh, against Boston and wins you a game in the fourth quarter, sure. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's a good time to re-up him. <laughs> yeah. the, the very the very next day because yeah. you won't get any any media backlash for that. Uh, <laughs> in 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 the I guess in the world of sports uh, management, especially the NBA, where this idea, like this Daryl Morey idea of just, you know, just have as many assets as you can yeah. and, you know, young, cheap assets, as many of those as you can get, just, just just keep stockpiling them and then when opportunities come, be ready to pounce and turn multiple uh, nickels into quarters. Yeah. You know, I, I, if you've listened to the podcast, you know how I feel about Masai Ujiri. I feel like he likes to collect nickels, you know, <laughs> he, <Right>. he, likes <laughs> to, he, he likes to collect quarters and he doesn't, he doesn't collect enough dollars, you know, in, in my opinion. Uh, and I still think that this is a, this is a roster that can use a few more dollars mm-hmm. uh, and a few less nickels and quarters. But I have to tell you, uh, I wouldn't have re- I wouldn't have resigned Ross. I but I understand why he did it. I'm not against it. If that's your strategy for how you're going to build your club, Ross is an asset, and there and he has potential still to become a solid NBA player. And there are other teams that will want that asset. Fine, lock him up. Go for it. Nothing, not a problem with that. Love some of the signings. You know, I think Scola was r- really smart, and I and I was big on that. I like the Joseph signing. I think it's also really good. Yeah, yeah. Hard hard to argue with Biombo. Hard to argue. Uh, yeah, Biombo is such a cheap signing too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and if if. if he, his his shooting is atrocious. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's really it's something, something. Yeah, it's something yeah. special. But on, on the other end, his defense is sometimes like hit that block on Westbrook. Yeah, was and insane. I, I was at yeah. the home opener. One of my favorite highlights of the whole year was when I happened to glance over and see him boxing someone out. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh wow. <laughs> Well, and, and if Jonas is only going to play, let's say, 27 to 31 minutes a night, which is sort of where I think mm-hmm. Casey's maximum. Casey has a hard time giving him 30. So yeah. if we're looking at 27 to 31 minutes a night, it's nice to know that there's a body that you can put in there. Even if he's one-dimensional, if that one dimension is defense, then then why not? You know, yeah, we talked about like 
bringing in Tyson Chandler as a as a backup to Jonas. But you know, Biombo does not. You know, he, he can do all those same types of things on the defensive uh, end. And again, for Casey, it's a guy you can trust. Twelve minutes, fourteen minutes a night, and he's you know he's getting you uh, a block a night. He's getting you you know a couple rebounds. You know, actually, he's getting you six and a half rebounds, six and a half rebounds, oh and and and, uh, and and a block, and in ten minutes, eleven minutes a night. Really hard to argue with that type of production off the bench. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, but the the big I think the big signing was Carroll, and I think Damari Carroll was a great signing. Um, I agree with the money. I agree with uh, you know building uh, building your your off season around a player like him. His shooting has not been great so far this yeah. start start the season. And you know while that could be a bit of a concern, I think you really have to be happy with the fact that the team is still winning despite that. He's not going to shoot like this for the rest of the year. There will be a sort of regression to the mean. I think as one he mentioned earlier in another area and. Think about what he brings to this club. If we look at the starting five of this club as DeRozan, Lowry, Jonas, Damari, Carroll, and Scola, well, that means your entire starting five is averaging more than four rebounds a game. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> right? You're getting five and a half rebounds a game from Damari, and you know that means. And if you add that to four and a half from Lowry and, and four and a half from DeRozan, and then Jonas and Skoll are getting you eight to eleven a night. Well, that's a big again a big reason why you're winning, right? Because they're out. Uh, the Raptors have out rebounded teams in each of their five wins. Yeah, They've, yeah. Are they, they third in, in in the league in rebounding or something? Uh, going into last night, they were higher. I, th- I think they dropped down. To, uh, mm. I still think they're in the, they're in the top five though, okay. and, and and that makes a big difference, right? Because if, if if we're turning that into second chance points. The, because another big thing worth pointing out here is that not only are they rebounding, but Jonas, Damari, and Scola are averaging two plus offensive rebounds a game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so that's, excellent. that's six extra chances, right, at, at creating points Dem- that, that you weren't getting, you know, on a regular basis every single game. And just back to the smarts, I mean, Damari and uh, and Scola, just watching them move around the court with or without the ball, there are off-ball cuts and screens. Yeah, and they're so comfortable. They're just always in the right spot, and just the yeah, the the number of of if of extra like efficient possessions that gets you is is really something. Yeah, this, so this this is a team that's got some real potential. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 have an opportunity. Like I said, I think fifty five games is a realistic number to shoot for for this club. I think fifty seven is yeah. probably the max. I think fifty two. I think less than fifty two, and you have to have a serious soul searching as to what's gone wrong, unless there are major injuries. Yeah, because if our our, like, our, our division should be twelve wins, like no yeah. matter what. Oh, abs- abs- absolutely. Yeah. And if and if you are if you're already winning games on the road at Dallas at OKC, those are games that if you start the season, you're probably not penciling in a victory sure. at Dallas yeah. on their home opener you know on, you know at the beginning of the season at a, at a OKC you're not penciling those in as, as victories when you're counting out your 50s so yeah i think mm. i think they're in a good spot now the it's it's hard to argue with the roster that as it's set like you've got these core starters let's say you call them your, your core there's four DeRozan Lowry Jonas Carroll they're yeah. all getting 30 minutes a night and they are super solid then he's he's put together this bench uh, you know that are all getting basically 16 to 22 minutes a night. Ross, Patterson, Scola, Joseph, Biombo. They're all averaging five to nine points a night. They're all averaging two rebounds more a night. They all have a PER over 10 and a half. That's amazing for for, for your you know your your sort of six through 10 players. That's mm-hmm. great, yeah. And, and and we see that, and that's a big reason why they're winning the games that they're winning. And and you have to like the the quality that's all there. Um, the only concern I have with that first 10 is I don't know who the game-winning superstar is in there. I love Lowry. I love Lowry being fit like he is now. Uh, I just I don't think he's an elite-level talent. I don't think DeRozan's an elite-level talent. I think Jonas offensively can be an elite-level talent, but I still think we're probably two to three years away from yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so 
this is more of like a Pistons team, I think, than a Lakers team, right? And right. that the, the, there's going to be a lot of really good pieces coming together. The the weakness is obviously when you get down to the sort of the extras, which is like the less than five minutes a night. Your Powell, your Bennett, your Delon Wright, your James Johnson, but even that, like. You should have no expectation of anything from those players, and they're, and they're still producing anyways. Bennett, right, yeah, he gets some nice Bennett's getting uh, two and a half uh, uh, rebounds and a point a game in his yeah. two and a half minutes, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, there's still there's production all up and down the lineup. Um, so at, at this point, I think you'd have to be crazy to be angry at Masai Ujiri or suggesting that he's not doing a good job. Um, but what I will say is that there, you know. My, my argument against Masai Ujiri has always been that he takes quarters and turns them into nickels mm-hmm. instead of taking nickels and turning them into dollars. Right. And, I, and I think that still is true with this roster. There's a lot of players in here who are 7 out of 10 players. That's uh, true, yeah. But, but there's, not, there's not a 9 out of 10 player. And if I have to play a best of 7 for my life, i got to play a game 7, one game to win it all. Yeah. Uh, I don't look at anybody on this roster and say, you know, Toronto, they're going to be tough to beat game 7 at home because I, don't, I just I don't see that 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 uh, player in there who, who's, who's going to take the game over. I wonder if, like, is, is that guy out there for the Raptors for, with, with this core? Is there any way to add someone who would be that much of a difference His maker? His name's Jamal Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Maybe uh, in a couple years. It's hard. It's hard to get into sort of speculation as sort of first yeah, of all, yeah, of course. Who, like who's available, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We're we're six games into the season. Most teams really at this point have to feel like they they are legitimately in a good space. Even the teams that aren't doing well because they finished all their off season business. Like unless you're the Sacramento sure. Kings, you probably feel pretty good about who you are uh, this, <laughs> this this early into the season, right? Oh, the Sacramento or Sacramento. <laughs> uh, I do. I do think that uh, as we get to maybe December, we'll start to see uh, gap open up between the upper echelon of the league and then and then we'll start to see more mo- possibility for movement mm-hmm. but you know who, who would you take out of the out of that starting five and replace with another player right now the rappers are in a really good spot the power forward spot like a like a, a good stretch four, i think is always something we've talked about them mm-hmm. them needing but i'm okay with playing this scola uh patterson um you know a, a, you know uh, bennett sort of sort of rotation in that space at, at the moment, there's not a name that jumps out of me that I look at and I say, oh, that guy would be yeah. magnificent. Yeah. Although uh, uh, Dave Hendrick, my co-host on All in Sports Talk, and I were talking the other day, and we were ta- looking at the Bulls and how the Bulls just find themselves right now. Uh, you know, They're four and two, so you're not complaining about that. But you know, Derek Rose and Jimmy Butler just don't seem to be – Friends, yeah, right? It's, it's not working super great. <laughs> and there's some bad blood, uh, apparently, uh, as we hear of Chicago reporters uh, within the dressing room, uh, and and so it was surprising to see Chicago put the money down for Butler uh, when, when they knew that him and Rose were maybe butting heads a little bit. Yeah. And so I asked Dave if he would trade uh, Demar Derozan for Jimmy Butler. Oh my goodness, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, uh, and uh, and and I think he he. So Dave said the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but, I I would also. Do, I, I mean, I love like. like I like what Demar's done for this city, and that would definitely be. It would be like it would be emotionally be, like. Aw. Yeah, but as a fit, I mean, Jimmy Butler is a better defender. He can hit the three, and he can basically do what Demar does, minus getting to the line at that rate. And he, and he does some different stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, like I, I think Demar Derozan on that Bulls team with Derrick Rose. You know, uh, when, and then you're, you're you're padding that up with the Noah and uh, Gasol, and I mean, like, like you're, now you're talking about like a really 
dangerous Bulls club. Yep. And I think that he can get away with a little bit more in that Chicago lineup where he can be a little bit more aggressive at attacking the basket with a little bit less defensive responsibility. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he, I think he'd be a really sound fit there. And you know, he's an all-star and a big name. And if you were going to trade Butler, that's probably what you'd have to, would, you'd have to get at least that back. Right. Would, so would mm. Butler's contract fit with us? It's not, uh, I, have, it's I haven't big, played the it? game yet on the yeah. uh, ESPN yeah, trade machine. <laughs> yeah. um, I know that because he's just been re-signed, the deal n- n- nothing like this could happen anyways until December. Oh, right. and, I'm not, and I'm not sure that you're, you're, that the Bulls are in a position where they're going to want to make any big any uh, sort of big uh, franchise moves like that. But you're asking me for a player who would come in, who could be a difference maker, who would fit what this team is trying to do uh, going forward. Uh, you know, I, I would see like a like Butler. I think is a type of player because I, I, if I'm going to move one guy out, mm-hmm. I'm I'm moving out DeRozan or Lowry. That's the position that I'm looking to to to, to switch one of those guys out. So uh, you know, if you trade DeRozan, who are you going to bring back in? If you trade Lowry, I've always said I would trade Lowry. I would offer Lowry to Oklahoma City for uh, <laughs> Westbrook, oh, man. for Westbrook in some type of you know Lowry Ross package. You know, and um, but again, the, the step up to the to the to the next tier that we're talking about here, it's hard because there's only about ten guys who it's are in true. that. It's, yeah, it's yeah, really it's definitely, hard. it's hard to find the guy who is that star and who also like still does need to fit. Like, yes, yeah, and you have to have the pieces to go back in the other exactly. direction. Yeah, both in talent and in contract. Uh, you know, Masayujiri has proven himself to be a skillful. Uh, trader uh, in, in the past, so there's always that possibility. Toronto still has a, a, a fair amount of draft picks and young talent that might interest other people, whether it be DeLauder Wright, whether it be Norman Powell. Mm-hmm. You know, these, are, these are guys that other teams might be interested in. We know Ross has trade value out there. Uh, so And Lowry and DeRozan are both all-stars, so there, there is something to happen. But uh, what I will say, and I think Dwayne Casey doesn't get enough credit, and I want to just throw this in here before sure. we yeah. close whatever or go to the next spot, yeah. is that year in and year out, one thing I've noticed about Dwayne Casey's teams is that the dressing room is solid. These guys look like they get along. They don't look like a team that doesn't like each other. And you always get the sense of, you know, even when we're only six games in, you don't want to break these guys up. They look like they're tight. They look like they're friends. Yeah. Amir, Amir Johnson is gone, but the, but the dressing room and the team has remained James intact. Johnson That's seems true. like he's uh, he's filling the gap of, like, the Kent Bazemore celebration. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm enjoying that. The, like, it's the fact that James Johnson, the fact that James Johnson at least appears to be happy, I think, does speak wonders to Casey. Like, yeah, if he, if these these guys get they, they they believe in each other, mm. and uh, even when they find themselves down, like for example, down eight in the fourth quarter, six minutes to go against Oklahoma City. Oh man, that it, that win was so huge. They believe they're coming back. Yeah, you know, even when you know they, they come out flat against Orlando, you know, and get pounced on in that in that first quarter by only scoring fifteen points, you know. They they don't get down on themselves, and I, I, whatever Casey's doing, he's got these guys believing in themselves, but also believing in each other in a in a really uh, solid way. And I think that well, everyone's really quick to jump on Casey for a variety of issues, but one thing that he does really well is he creates a dressing room where you, you, you look at every piece you look at and you say you can't really trade that guy. Yeah. He's a he's a key guy to to what this team is doing. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, great. Well, I think uh, we'll get you out of there on that. Um, thanks so much for, for taking the time to chat with us today. Hey, no problem. Can I just I'll, I'll drop one plug in if of I can? Absolutely. We were about uh, to go there, yeah. All right, good. So uh, the, as you know, I, I've been a Raptors Republic for, for almost a decade since, mm-hmm. since the beginning, helping those guys over there. Then they do great work. So please uh, you know, go to Raptors Republic and, and, uh, and, and check out, the, you know, obviously, all the different podcasts. I'm jumping on with Zarrar, and then I think this weekend as well. Oh, cool. So if you listen 
Rocks Weekly. You'll hear Zarrar and I chat Perfect. a little bit. And, and every now and then I'll be back on there. I started my own, my own show, um, which is All in Sports Talk. So at All in Sports Talk on Twitter, allinsportstalk.com. And uh, that's once a week right now, but going daily in the new year. Ooh. But for NBA fans, you might like this. Uh, we've got a promo right now where we are um, working with a charity called the uh, Sports Connection Foundation for Kids at SCF4Kids on, uh, on Twitter. And we're giving away a pair of game-worn autographed Chris Paul shoes. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's big. amazing. Yeah, that's a pretty sweet little – a yeah. huge prize. Yes. So uh, the, 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 the charity that we're working with, what they do is uh, it's just athletes from all around the world in all different sports uh, helping kids with uh, terminal illness or kids who uh, grow up in impoverished areas. And in both cases, they have different programs to help their dreams come true. And Chris Paul, Chris Paul is one of the ambassadors with this charity. And so he's offered up a pair of autographed uh, shoot, shoot, game-worn uh, Air Jordans, uh, Chris Paul. And uh, if you want to go to allinsportstalk.com uh, – Click on the donate button, and if you if you donate uh, five pounds, because uh, it's a it's a UK charity, uh, you have a chance to win those. And there's not that not not that it, there's not that many people out there, but the 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 pool size of available uh, you know donation tickets is very small. So you'll have a, a really if you want to give five pounds for a chance to win Chris Paul autographed game worn shoes, you'll have really good odds of doing so. So That's help great. out some kids and a chance to to win some serious kicks. Perfect. That's at SCF the number four kids. Yes, it is. Great. You heard and, the and, man. Get there and donate. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, thanks, thanks so much. And uh, I really appreciate it. You guys do great work. And uh, I'll be sure to plug you guys on my show, too. Love listening to your pause. Keep it up. That's right awesome, it's man. Thanks yeah, so it's much. A, it's an honor to have you. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys. Take care. Have Bye. a good one. That was Steve Gennaro from All In Sports Talk. Uh, if you want to donate to that good cause, you can check out at SCF, the number four kids. Can win a pair of CP3 sneakers, autographed, game worn. It's a big deal. Go help some kids, you monsters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great interview. We were so lucky to have Steve and uh, some really interesting points he brought up about Masai and Dwayne yeah. Casey and how Dwayne Casey's really done a good job so far in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought what was interesting because you guys talked a lot about Masai and just like the fact that he didn't like even offered Lou Williams a contract kind of shows. You know, his He's experience. True. That made me He's feel a true businessman. Yeah. Like, wouldn't most GMs feel panicked to sign someone that just won, like, the best player? Oh, yeah. And especially, especially when he came out and was like, I love Toronto. I want to spend the rest of my yeah. career here. It's yeah. like just alarm bells of that's how Toronto sports operates because we're so. That usually gets you a couple so million dollars. We're so desperate for affection yeah. here. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so that was, our, that was our raps talk. And now I think. Uh, we got to throw it over to the NBA in general. We got uh, got some very special guests in studio. That's in right. studio guests um, on right. top of the re- the recording. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're doing it, it up big. Doesn't get any better than it's this. An ex- it's <laughs> an know, extravaganza. Right? It doesn't get any oh, better. Matt was holding his breath <laughs> the whole time he said that. Uh, who's our, who's our first guest, Fred? My. Big brother, one of them. Hello. Give it up for Miguel. He's got his special music. Hello. Blobby Samba. He's back. Everyone's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, this song. I don't know who this guy is, but I know this I track. know Blobby Samba. He's been trying to get away from that nickname for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's sticking. And uh, also, you don't want to be called Psycho T, but we'll call you that. You oh, so I mean? get, get better eyes if you don't want to be called Psycho T, buddy. Guys. Stop being such a blobby samba if I want to not be called blobby samba. Exactly. That's how it is, yeah. And uh, and our other guest is uh, the wonderful Elisa Nobrega, everybody. Hi, everybody. 
This is, we're making this, uh, this Foley in studio. Yeah. Yes, this is amazing. Yeah. I can't believe you got all those, those 38 oh. people in here. <laughs> I have to have a confession to make. Um, okay. Just to, just to uh, also promote, um, we do have a new website uh, domain coming up. That's a confession? That's a confession. <laughs> they know us as confederacyofdunks.podby.com. That's very difficult for our grandmas mm. to remember. Yeah. yeah. So now we will be dunkspodcast.com. Oh, what? Very exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that a great is, domain I'm name right now. Dunkspodcast.com. Right now, I'm just waiting for it to go live. I don't know why it's taken so long. Yeah. Apparently, it takes a while. But it's a sweet blank screen yeah. if you guys it's want. It's a really cool blank screen. Dunkspodcast.com. Yeah. Dunkspodcast.com. Doesn't that feel good? Feels so yeah, good. Yeah, it feels yeah. real nice. All right. <laughs> I feel good now. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Um, Hello. Thank Thanks for having us, you guys. Oh, man. Are you guys excited about this, this new season or what? Well. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you better believe it. Five and one wraps. Everything's looking good. Gold, our de- our Golden State is pretty amazing. A, uh, just a cheat code at this it point. It looks like yeah, there's Golden some early rivalries forming already, like carryovers yep. from last season in the yeah. West. So that's always exciting. Yeah, some, some Clippers, Golden State, you know. you know. And there's specifically this year about checking out uh, – Denver and New York because Raptors have their picks. Oh yeah, that's right. Of that's that's going to be. Hot watch that's we'll, we'll update you every podcast. We'll update you every podcast yeah. about where those picks are. <laughs> where are the Knicks right now? Have they started poorly again? They've no, started, they started okay. Middling. Yeah. They're two and yeah. three, something like that. Did they lose to Milwaukee last night I th- or not? I think they're. Yeah, I think they did. So I think yeah. they are two and three. Denver's probably two and four. So looking good. Looking good. Nice. It's like a sixth or seventh pick at this point. But um, since it's beginning uh, beginning of the season. Uh, we thought it'd be fun to make a bunch of uh, silly predictions yeah, that some... will most likely be right. Yes, all, exactly. We, yeah. we, uh, we did this last year. Or at least thought-provoking. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Edgy. And like a risk, like this is a risky podcast. Exactly. Yeah. This is where yeah, we. No one else does. We're this. vulnerable here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like, you guys made this up, right? Yeah. Like predicting the For awards. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the guy who wrote Moby Dick. He yeah. Made it up. He made all that up. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was not a true story. He'd never even seen a whale. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep track of these predictions because uh, we oh, made no. these predictions last year and did not keep track of them. So I have no idea how. Yeah. It so we're trying you to. You told your... me this yeah. was a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, You're gonna we're, save my guesses. So we're trying to improve year in year out. Some some years you don't. You know yeah. Mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Some years you regress. That's life. Yeah, exactly. That's right. It's, it's a long life, and that happens. Um, so we'll get we'll get right into it. Let's. Uh, guys, who's going to be the coach of the year? Mm. All right. We're going to go out on a limb. You guys mm. going for it. And I don't know that this will be fairly awarded. Oh, no. But I bet you they're going to give it to Luke Walton. I was going to say the same the thing. Whole season. <laughs> <laughs> Just because this is sad, but Steve Kerr's had some medical issues that yeah. he's yeah, going to be on indefinite serious. leave. Yeah, he had mm. like two back surgeries. I hope I'm wrong in that he comes back and yeah. coaches. But yeah. If he doesn't, and Luke Walton hangs around, and this team stays this good, well, has like yeah. sixty-six wins, you know, yeah. it'll be a, it'll it's... be undeniable. How old is Luke Walton? He's got to be young. thirty-four. Thirty-something. Thirty-four. Wow. When did he stop playing? I don't know. Two years ago. Three yeah, years it's ago, been years it's ago. been shortly yeah. removed, right? Yeah. He can't can't have been a coach for that long. I like that. I like that. I mean, sorry, I don't like that Steve that mm. uh, um, Steve Kerr's in pain and injured, yeah. but. Um, my pick that's, that's is actually pick. Steve Kerr's triumphant comeback around the All-Star break and then, oh, and then a coach uh, of the year. Oh, well, that's uh, not bad. Okay, yeah. also interesting. But to warrant that, 
the Warriors would have to be bad and then suddenly be good, you no, know? No, they'll just be regular and then they'll go undefeated after the All-Star. Oh, yeah, fair enough. If this is their regular, this is absolutely terrifying. Well, it's yeah. undefeated right now, yeah. right? Yeah. I think they're 6-0 mm-hmm. uh, as of today. Are they the only undefeated left? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Elisa, what's your, uh, what's your pick well, for Coach of the Year? Miguel stole my Luke Walton, oh, but... okay. <laughs> but I got, I, some, I got something to spice it up if you don't. Yeah, please. Little, little, uh... Little guy uh, named Stan Van Gundy. Oh, Stan Van Gundy. Detroit's already off to a good start. Off to a great start. Yeah. They're going to finish in seventh, maybe six. Uh, you know, I, I make a lot of wrong predictions. If they finish six. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I, I make a, a lot of wrong predictions, but all summer I've been beating that Milwaukee is going to be terrible drum, and uh, Detroit. Detroit's going to just get right in there. We're we're a few games in. I don't think I think Milwaukee's going to be just fine. Okay. <laughs> Who's your coach, buddy? I already picked Steve Kerr. Oh, you did? Steve yeah. Kerr, come on. Sorry. Yeah. I, guess, I got down, so right? much to think about. Yeah, Matt, write this down. Write this down. He's got don't, a lot going don't on. Don't forget about uh, Steve Kerr just because he's Write this down. Injured. Put it on the Matt's, archive. Matt's so tech real. thing looks like the machine and imitation game. <laughs> if anyone wonders like, what, what, what Matt's doing, <laughs> it does. we're all... It does. Like, he looks like Johnny Greenwood on SNL performing Idiotech with Radiohead. Spinning these dials. There's a lot. Why is he putting this plug into the other plug? basically has to do math constantly and... Yeah, Sounds I did good get a anyways. new mixer. This is this is the test ride for my new mixer. So, um, What's up, give me a break. <laughs> um, <Just kidding. laughs> Thanks for the wink. <laughs> I'll wink off. I'll wink off. Uh, off camera? mic. Off, off mic. mic. Oh, okay. off off mic. mic. Yeah. Um, six man. Mm. Who's winning six man of the year? Mm. I can. Uh, Who's I, got a wild pick? To start I can take off. this one because I have a wild pick. <laughs> all right. Brandon Jennings. He's going to come back, oh, wow. and there's going to be all this conversation about, like, oh, is he eligible? Like, how much time did he miss? But his play is going to be so overwhelmingly good that it's going to push that conversation towards being like, oh, he accepted his role and still got, like, six assists and 17 points a game. Nice. Mm-hmm. Watch it. <laughs> I'm going to go with Otto Porter. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have to take a big leap this year. Yeah, he's looked pretty good already. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna I play excellently. He, yeah, it's so hard. This is really hard at this time of year because I th- is Otto Porter. I thought he was starting. Well, they're kind of swapping it around. And right. my understanding and, is gonna be coming off the bench for most. And yeah, of the season. and a guy like Brandon Jennings could also yeah. end up starting a bunch too. So that's why this show is so crazy right now. I know we're nuts. Oh, jeez, <laughs> um, we're hanging on the edge of the Scarborough Bluffs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think then I'll go with the. The double Raptors win. I'm going to go with Corey Joseph. Nice. Wow, that would be crazy. Oh, yep. I'd love that. Started I was thinking hot. that. that would be you know, we great. traded away mm-hmm. one sixth man and brought in another. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like <laughs> and Lou will will like protest. And he's it on the sixth man from the six. You know, and it's going to be a whole. And Dr- oh, Drake will present it. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be yeah. great because the All Star game. It'll be great. Yeah. Man, he'll have every opportunity. He's looking like he, however many minutes he can yeah. handle. He's gonna they're going to yeah. play him. Yeah, they're playing him at the end of the fourth in those. They're playing him with Kyle Lowry already. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a break from tradition, and it's going to be a defensive guy. It's going to be Joakim Noah. Ooh! Oh yeah, that's a good pick. Starting okay. anymore? No, they no. Were t- well, who starts? That for might him be now? another swap. I, that that, that but might that's swap. What starting but right now, it's Miritich and Gasol. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Okay, what, what's, what's up next, Kev? Um, everyone's favorite, the sexiest award, uh, the Executive of the Year. Mm. Ooh, sexy suits and mm-hmm. tight bods. <laughs> yes. Ha. Um. 
I think um, I think this is like going to be a tough one to call, sort of. Yeah, it's too early. You know, my Homerism inside me wants to talk about the Raptors mm-hmm. because, like, they've done some. That's what, like some key adjustments. You yes. know, that shows like a real. Yeah. analytical approach to being an exec. But is that sexy enough? No, they like big, big strokes for that, you know? Yeah, like, they love big swings. Big stro- <laughs> they like big rubs. Yeah, they like, uh, yeah, it's true. Well, who's the exec, who's the GM or the president for the Detroit? Uh, Anybody know? I'm pretty sure it's Wait, Dan Van Gundy. Yeah, I, is I, I think it? it's yeah. Dan Van Gundy well, well, then he needs to be part of that consideration if they take that team from mm-hmm. zero to hero. That's yeah, true. I just made that up. I'm, I'm going to say, even <laughs> though it started really on. rough... It's gonna be Daryl Morey, even though like the, no the league, league kind of hates him. Yeah, but everyone's gonna end up loving the loss. Shout game. out to Peter McLaren. There's just no way Daryl Morey is gonna is gonna win Executive of the Year. What if they win? It's the gonna East? happen. <laughs> What's that? East. What <laughs> if they win the West? That was very confusing. I'm drunk. Then, uh, then yeah, then you know, egg on my face. But Ty Loss, <laughs> I, I just made that up right now because Ty Loss and and James Harden. I just don't see it. I just don't think it's gonna work long term. Mm. I just don't. <sighs> Um, we'll gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, with uh, Sam Presti. I was about to say Sam Hinkie. Sam Presti. Mm-hmm. Who's he? Uh, OKC. Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. why yeah, yeah. you think OKC Cancer? is? Because uh, honestly, I think that that award doesn't always have much to do with the moves that are made. I think it just has to do with like who is a good year, good year, good story. And I think OKC is gonna maybe finish like third in the West, second in the West. Yeah, and if healthy. they do, and Durant. Stays if Durant like, yeah. stays. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff there for them to be like. You get everything, okay? Yeah. See? Feel Fair a good enough. story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Fair enough. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, what's next here? Oh, this is actually my favorite award. Usually, is uh, most improved. Oh yeah. Wow, this <laughs> is a tough one to call. I, I think like. I got a good one for this. Yeah. Andre Drummond. Yeah. Andre Drummond. He's I'm going to second that. He's doing like 16 or 17 yeah. rebounds right yeah. now. I'm sure he'll that come. That never lasts. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many misses. That's not going to last. But basically, Van Gundy has like structured the team so that there's no one else to get rebounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's probably he's going to go from being like a breakout player to probably leading the league in rebounds. Yeah, so he's going to be his new Dwight Howard over there. And, and yeah, like I, he's not as good enough on defense to like win the defensive player of the year. So I could see them honoring him in a different way. But I definitely see him being an all-star this year and definitely. having a total breakout mm-hmm. year. If it's not him... Otto Porter. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking very serviceable. I know, I know. And worthy of his, like, number three draft pick. What about Eric Fournier, who we were discussing yep. previously? Yeah. You know, Fournier, he I started know. quite hot. Who and called like, this? I know. I know. He's I know. really... You no, know, last year, he started red hot, too. It's true. Or, or maybe it wasn't right at the beginning, but there was no, some No, it wasn't part, right at the beginning, but he did grow. He actually had, like, he, a hot run. He cooled down in that Raptors game, so we'll, we'll see We'll see if that was, like, kind of a hot streak or what. But, yeah. I mean, I got him in fantasy, and he's lighting it up. He's doing just fine. Um, is that your pick, Elisa? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a Write that pick. down. I'm uh, I'm gonna go CJ McCollum. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. very good, good pick. He Mister Mister Usage Rate at yeah. this point. Mister Thirty Shots a Game McCollum. Yeah, but uh, uh, he's 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 also looking very very improved. For sure. Yeah, he's shooting a very bad percentage, but otherwise, uh, it's Who all cares? good over there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, defensive player of the year. Damari Carroll. Oh, I hope that so. was Matt <laughs> from the basement. You like Damari, huh, Matt? Yeah, I like. Uh, it's been I, fun to watch I him. He's yeah. a hustler, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he wants you to know 
But the, <laughs> the way he wears his shoes and the way he plays D. I was just uh, going to leave it there, like no, one of those. Like I thought I'd keep it going for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with old old unibrow Anthony Davis. I think this year he's going to take it. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to rise to an un unbelievable. Uh, I know the team has started like absolutely. He's going to grow garbage, another foot. He's going to his game just gets better and better. It's crazy. I I, I think he's going to win defense player of the year. Okay. Uh, okay. I I agree with that actually. Mm, yeah, wowzers. <laughs> yep, I think. I think I think the way this this award works, I could see them giving it to Gobert because of his last year's yeah. performance. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they um, do the last. But it's, they uh, did that for Chandler. I, th- I think uh, I was listening to uh, Ion Basketball podcast with Zach Harper, and, and I forget who he was talking to, but someone brought up the point of um, that with the NBA going small ball, it could very much be like a guy like Draymond Green, mm-hmm. because defense is changing a little bit and the big man position is not necessarily getting the love that it once once did. Yeah, yeah very true. It's not about all about blocks and rebounds. It's about staying in front of point guards. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Windy. To me, though, this small ball, everyone talks about it like, oh, yeah, it's all small. And it's like, no, just the second big man is gone. Right. There's right. All, Every good team still has one big man, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, sure. Definitely. I don't know. Gobert, for instance... He's classic. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah. classic big. He can just move really quickly. Yeah. Are you saying Gobert, Freddie? I think so. Okay. I think yeah. he'll definitely lead the league. In I have a couple other choices, but yeah, I think I think Gobert. I'm taking a pass on this one. I don't I don't got a good read on anybody oh, yet. Not, not feeling anyone yet. Because pass. Freddie makes a good point about the about the small ball defense. It's true. It could go a different way. Mm-hmm. And, and Draymond Green didn't win it last it's year. It's true. He's probably pretty hungry. He's well, and they might also give it to him because like. Mm-hmm. Because of last year's, of last year's yeah. performance, exactly. Yeah, they like to take do that. a guess, Elisa. Come on, it's fine. <laughs> no, Just no. throw a name out there. I mean, who won it last year? Was it Kawhi Leonard? Yes, uh, yes. So it should have been Draymond, like, but you know, I don't know. No, Kawhi. I'm taking a pass. Okay. Also, yes. like Kawhi, shout out. I don't know if a Finals MVP can win a Most Improved Player, but he's looking like one of the best two way players in the league right now. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely true. like uh, yeah, he's honorable he's mention. Playing, he's playing like an MVP candidate, although mm-hmm. you know there isn't anyone that is. Like God, as much as Kurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, what's up um, next, Jeff? Up next, really exciting young class this year. Who's going to take Rookie of the Year? Ooh. There's like there's actually a bunch of people okay. to choose from. Alisa, do you want to go first? I, okay, well, I have yeah, a question. Yes. Sure. Jabari Parker, will he count as a rookie? I yeah. actually I, meant I to look into that. I think he only played 25 games, right? Yeah. Oh, but 25 is a lot. Last year yeah. he played 25 games? Yes. Then no, he won't. Then he won't. Oh, okay. No, no, you can't play one game. You can't you play sure? one game at all? Pretty sure you can't what play. What about like Julius Randle? Played like half of a, half a game. That's he's, right. I'm pretty That's sure right. he's not a rookie. You have to be like Blake and miss the whole, miss the whole oh, season. Because wow. Blake, okay. Blake no, went out in preseason. No, I would go with Julius Randle if, if he was being consideration. Yeah, he's looking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but only if he counts, I I, guess. I, I said Towns at the draft. I'm going to stick with that. I know. I'm, I'm going to stick with Okafor, but I got to say... I'm, I know what you're going to say. I'm Let me say it. Porzingis. Oh, Christoph Christ Porzingis. <laughs> he's, That's my pick. He's so far, he's so dunked good. over Aldridge and who's the other like big man who he like Howard. Kind of? Howard. Uh, Dwight Howard? Yeah, I think so. Like his, and he poses his a reba- lot. Like, he does pose a lot, which I love. And he's, se- he's seven. And his name is Porzingis. Mm. And he looks, even though he's seven three, he's not moving like a lot of other seven three players. He's, yeah. And he can jump. Like he's, he can really he seems jump. seems like he's more athletic than Jonas. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I picked Porzingis. And he's got swagger which i love as well i can't believe Jonas was none of our most improved oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. That's a good he's gonna option. go over 10 rebounds a game as a who's yeah. there right now right mm-hmm. yeah 
Who was your rookie of the year? My rookie of the year was Towns. Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I'm, so I'm going to stick with Okafor. But, uh, I mean, and I'll a, go Porzingis. Porzingis, nice. There's also Moutier out there who might uh, Yeah, he might turn some heads. Um, all right, well, we're I on. You just said try some meds. And I was like, what? Yeah, try, try some meds if you're out He's there a rookie. He's partying. He's, he's yeah. newly rich. <laughs> <laughs> if you're here, try some meds. If you're at home, try some try meds. Some meds. <laughs> Don't try some meds if you're driving. But you Oh, know. buddy, it's like the Wolf of Wall Street in here. Get in here. <laughs> Um, it's nothing like the Wolf of Wall Street in here. <laughs> it's at least a little bit like it. Don't spoil it. Like we're all Lisa. humans. Okay, um, what, what's up why next? can't I think of what the pills were called? All I can think of is Percocets. Quaaludes. Quaaludes. <laughs> Thank you. Ludes. Ludes. Not Percocets, Kevin. Um, up next, MVP, the big one. Mm-hmm. Get creative, guys. Get creative. This is not, I mean, should we just go like... Asterisk because obviously it's going to be Curry. Yeah, you know what? I actually that's what we should do. We non, should assume that Curry Steph Curry. MVPs. Exactly. Yeah. It's definitely going to be Curry if he plays the whole season. If he avoids injury, look at him right now. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yes, but there's another person who I think is not that unreasonable to like. Just like if if okay, keep going. Blake Griffin. What? Think about the narrative. He actually is putting up insane. He's numbers He's putting right up now. absolutely insane numbers. He's improving so much. Like, yes, Curry's better than him, but there's a chance, an off, off chance, that the Clippers have a better season than Golden State. It's, it's really, right now, I thought they were going to be better in last year's playoffs. I don't know. And mm-hmm. they, I can't see how they could be better than Golden State. You, you can't see? No. No, I mean, sorry. Obviously, Golden State right now looks like they're headed towards like 74 wins. Yeah. yeah. But I think... I'm just assuming that something... There's going to be a lull at some point. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to say what will happen, but I think there's got to be something that like brings him back down to, like... An injury or something, maybe? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not, even a maybe. funk. We never hope like, for that, obviously. I, but. I mean, like, I think they could have, like, a so-so year at this point and finish with 68 wins. Yeah. Like, they absolutely look... Could yeah. be, could be look the like turmoil totally in dominant. coaching. Could yeah. Yeah, they, like... The yeah. Clippers played them really well. Probably not that And then too, in the last know. in the last quarter or so, they kind of just like put them away pretty convincingly. I also could see that if they lose like four or five in a row at some point, it could turn into ten in a row pretty easily because they're not used to losing. I gotta say, I can't even see that. No, no I but yeah, either. But if I they mean, lose four in a row this year, I'll be shocked. Me, Me too. too. I'm just Me saying. Too. But think, if that happens, I think Blake I Griffin like will be the uh, the best player on the only team at this point That's coming that close. I can imagine. Having a better record. Russell Westbrook. I was going to say yeah, Westbrook, too. Yeah, Westbrook, too, yeah. Westbrook He's, is my non-career. He looks, he looks absolutely insane. He's the best. I you guys don't, don't think Durant's going to flare up and make a case? No. I don't, think, I, I don't think... I just it's don't see how Durant will be better than Curry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, know, I know we're trying... But like, do you see how Durant could be better than Westbrook? Yeah, I can see it. I mean, I kind of think that Westbrook's better right now, personally. Me, too. Yeah, it's me, too. It's pretty tight, but... And and the fact that they share roles a little bit, almost in a sense, hurts them both because like Clay Thompson's amazing, but it's definitely the Curry show. Yeah. Um. Like where whereas those two guys, they're definitely there's some chemistry. I mean, like they're like I'm not trying to say that they are bad by any means, but like they're, they, there's spit it out, man. What are you trying to say? <laughs> there's more sharing needed. Okay, that's all. So you're all saying Curry, but if not Curry, it's going to be I'm saying Blake. Griffin. Period. Westbrook. 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 Oh, wow. I'm saying Blake, like not Curry. I'm saying not Curry. Okay. Okay. Right. You're, not, you're saying not even Curry. I say okay. Curry if you're really asking me. Make note of that. Um, well, it seems like we all know the answer to this last question, then. But uh, let's go there anyway. Um, who's who's going to be in the finals and who's going to win it? It's going to be Cavs Warriors. 
LeBron's going to win and Finals MVP because yeah? Cavs are going to win. Woo. You think so? You think this is his year? Yep. I, this is pretty boring. <laughs> and uh, did you catch that, Matt? No. Nope. LeBron, <laughs> Finals MVP, oh, Cavs, yeah. Warriors. Cavs, Warriors, LeBron. Boring. You ready for <laughs> it? Very boring. Yeah. Lay it on us, Fred. Spurs, Cavs, Duncan. <laughs> what is this, 2009? Yeah, I hope, yeah, I hope that's rematch. true. That's like no. 2007. As Trudeau it? said, it's is it? 2015. <laughs> oh my God, Freddie just dropped his expensive microphone on the ground. Um, I think Cavs, Clippers. What? LeBron finals MVP, Cavs. What? You're not picking Austin that's Rivers? crazy. <laughs> I think Cavs, Warriors, and Steph Curry MVP. Yeah. Like, I was actually yeah. going to say Curry that, but I'm like, I got to do something stupid here. I mean, I thought, <laughs> may, I thought maybe we were doing the same trick of like, okay, not Steph Curry because it's going to be Steph Curry. So, so since we all had similar answers, can I ask a, a surprise question? Yeah. Sure. Can anyone upset the Cavs to win the East over, like, oh, in the playoffs? Man. My team would be Washington because of, I think, Wall in a playoff series could present enough problems. But like that, I think the Cavs are more of a lock to make the finals than yeah. Golden State. Yeah. Even considering Definitely. how good Golden State is. Really? Just yeah. because of the competition in the West. Well, the I first think... they're like like the Cavs are gonna play like, I don't know, Detroit or Indiana in the first. Yeah, the Cavs, Cavs are gonna play. Then they're gonna play the like someone like us. Yeah. Or okay, but Atlanta. don't you, but there's a couple of things with the Cavs. One is that LeBron is sometimes not gonna play like throughout the season. So they're gonna not maybe finish number one. They'll finish maybe number two, three, four. Yeah, I'm talking playoffs. No, like, I know, I know. And then the other thing is like there's there's this maybe some like personnel issues amongst the Cavs. Like he did step around Kevin Love. That yeah. was hilarious. And was anytime something. there's something like that, like internally in the team, you can't. I just can't believe. I don't know. There's always the chance you. that they're going to yeah. fall there's, apart. There's reason for yeah, doubt. For sure. You know, I like it. We've seen LeBron fold numerous times. Even we've seen yeah. him win, but we've also seen yeah. him fold. So it's not like. And usually when he folds, it's because he's like, man, ah, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of have that. Air this about is a him. blue podcast. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. That's right. I had to meet our quota. Bluegrass. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> it's bluegrass. Hit F- it. FU, right? Yeah, uh, oh, FCC. <laughs> oh God! Did I just like get us into big trouble, man? Yeah. Oh, huge. Yeah. <laughs> are we gonna lose the no. domain name? <laughs> yeah. Are, there, are those are those all the awards? That's that's all of them. Yeah. Should we just make up one on the spot? Like, um, who's the most likely to marry a celebrity or date a celebrity? Mar- oh, that's a good one. To start dating a celebrity. Start yeah. dating like a it's celebrity. A big high profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I don't know who's single or what. So that's, well, that's why you got to go out on a. I'm going to go with Christoph's Porzingis is going to okay. start. Uh, he's going to start dating. Um, he's going to start dating. You know, one of the Jenners, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Jenners. Well, that's a, that's a safe pick if ever I heard one. <laughs> um, Kev? Uh, I'm going to say Evan Fournier. <laughs> I was also going to uh, say Evan Fournier. Yeah, but, who is, he's new. but who's he going to date? He's French, you who's know? Who's he going to date? Oh, I guess it has to be a celebrity. I was picturing like like a model or something, but I guess it has to be someone more high profile than yeah, that, no, right? It's, yeah. He, he's probably going to start dating like not Taylor Swift, but someone from her posse, like <laughs> Haley Steinfeld chick? or like somebody <laughs> okay. like that, you know? I got one okay victor oladipo okay yeah that's a good oh, one start he's charming he could sing yeah he's this. charming he's Who? gonna start dating ivana trump come on it's no are you Stop is she married <laughs> Is <laughs> she married? I think so. Okay. Uh, the fact that she's married or not start, is not the reason they're not going to end up. He's going to start dating um, someone from Pussy Riot. But it's gonna be- 
<laughs> but it's going to be like really political and I the could, opposite way of if it were Ivana oh Trump. God. I could see him dating like um, Raven Simone if she uh, was straight. If she was straight, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, Kev, have you picked someone yet? Uh, yeah, he did. Well, no, I sort of. I'm, I'm going to back out on the Evan Fournier one because okay. it would just be like a model. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Kevin Love uh, starts dating Emma Watson. Oh. Nice. Oh. Wow. That's like that's like uh, your first instinct is oh how exciting and then like two seconds you're like that's pretty boring actually. Yes, exactly. This one's two. not exciting, yeah. but it's just a little bit wild. <laughs> Barbara Walters, <laughs> Greg Popovich. Wow. Uh, Wouldn't that be something? That would be a power. Oh, no, couple. I got it. Greg Popovich and one of the Jenners. I don't know one of the Jenners. No, <laughs> come on. Hey, keep it clean. He's a family right. man. My God. It's a family military man. That's right. It's a family CIA man. Um, okay. Cool. Right. Well, that's all in stone then. You got the relationship predictions in there? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think just, Elisa, I need, I need uh, your I think confirmation. I said Eric Fournier, Daring, Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> I think is what I said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or maybe like Demi Lovato. Like one of those. I'll yeah. put them in. Yeah. Oh, also four corners and Sia are going to start dating. Four corners and Sia. She's going to start. She's going to start dating both of them. Is it one guy? I actually don't know. It's one it's guy. Four one corners. Guy. I swear, yeah. used to be two guys. I think right? you're right. Yeah, they downsize. <laughs> they downsize. And it's actually. The booth. It's the actually booth in one corner. Size, yeah. 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 It's to be called one corner. <laughs> to be called that corner. T H A. Okay, guys, that's uh, that's the season premiere. Thanks so much for coming on Thanks, Miguel. Thanks, Lisa. You guys got anything uh, you want to plug coming up? No. No. Um, Miguel. You know, not really. Just have okay. a, have a safe Christmas. Cool. Okay. Great. Hey, take care of yourself. We'll definitely be back before Christmas. But <laughs> see you guys later. Can anyone around here speak basketball? has been the confederacy of dunks season three premiere we did it folks what an episode i'm gonna have to really edit this one. Oh boy <laughs> um yeah dunkspodcast.com is gonna be live soon and you can go to our site on the right there's itunes there's stitcher there is everything you need rap battles um and uh yeah you can also just listen there please give us a rating it really helps us get to the top um, and I guess we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye.